Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. doing good morning you're listening to the arts house on corks 96 fm and c103 it's elmarie ma at the microphone with you until 10 connor talon's also here ready to go and as ever it's just great to be here (laughs) well now we can practically be anywhere that's the thing like over the last two years we've been talking about uh, not being able to go to concerts or not being able to go to plays or when we are allowed to go to them that we can only have 50 percent capacity and then they all had to move to six o'clock and then they were pulled and all sorts of things overnight the switch the light has been turned on now it is true that things can't just kick off and pick up it's going to be difficult it's going to be a struggle for some venues and and places and tours but lads there's light there and between now and ten we have some lovely guests for you to meet as well as yet another programme where every single piece of music we play is from a Cork musician composer or singer songwriter or uh, artist or whatever so uh, between now and ten though the guests coming up in the show are well any of you who are regular listeners and I suppose that would be most of you at this stage of the morning Morning. Work of the week is back after its break over the Christmas and New Year. And we're going to the circus this week. And also, I spoke to Tom McCarthy. If you know him, he's a poet, he was a librarian, he was a man who wore many hats over his years. And he recorded those years in diaries written over 40 years between 1974 and 2014, simply called Poetry, Memory and the Party. So I talked to Tom McCarthy about a lifetime in writing and doing many other things as well. And a few trips around the world to boot. Over the last uh, couple of years, particularly in lockdown, we've had various uh, singers and musicians on the programme from time to time introducing songs they've been recording in lockdown or things they've been releasing in lockdown or things they've been doing online or whatever. This morning we actually have another chat with Ilza Desaia uh, about some music that came out of things that were researched and born in lockdown, which are still available right now, which is fantastic. And I will also be joined by two musicians who are a guest amongst those really looking forward to the freedom of big weddings and all that sort of stuff uh, again later on so do hope you can stay with us between now and 10 you know of course you can text or whatsapp all the time even if you just want to say hello it's always lovely hearing from you <laughs> then you can text or whatsapp at any stage to 0833 96 96 96 but going to start off with the Vanbra. 
A beautiful start to the programme this morning from Haydn's Rondo from String Quartet in C. That was the Vanberg Quartet. And they are actually on national tour at the moment. It's their Moonlight Tour with Michael McHale. Uh, they're heading on tour. They started already in Castle Bar on Friday and they're in Dunleary uh, last night. They're in Sligo, I think it is tonight, before they head to the other end of the country nearly, down to Listole. They're coming to Cork on this coming Thursday. And that concert is due to take place in St. Finbar's Cathedral. It's presented by the Cork Orchestral Society. And the concert will take place at six o'clock because they made that announcement ahead of, I suppose, all restrictions on nighttime performances. So uh, it's very, very, very worth checking out the National String Quartet Foundation website because it is the Van Burke Quartet who founded that. It's the National String Quartet Foundation, the most fantastic, um, I suppose, series of concerts and programs and initiatives where they are not only uh, playing music of fantastic composers, but also giving a foundation to other quartets, chamber music groups and young musicians coming through. So Michael McHale is joining them for a programme which includes music from Cork's Linda Buckley as well, Solis Nagyali. That's a piece for solo piano. So uh, Michael McHale will be playing that himself. But they also have music from Brahms and Schumann and Beethoven and more all on the programme. So that concert again is in St. Finbar's Cathedral. Uh, That's this coming Thursday, the 27th of January, and it's starting at six o'clock. That's the still the start time due. Now, speaking of solo piano, here is a piece from Emily Magna Hurley from an album she produced a couple of years ago now, I think. It's, it's, it's not a brand new album, but it is such a beautiful album of music for piano, which she composed. And this is just the most divine piece, piece that kind of really made the two of us go quite quiet when I was playing it in the house yesterday afternoon. This is called Hill Mist.
Isn't that just beautiful? That particular track is called Hill Mist. And I think if you were sort of in the mood for relaxing at home and you had that on almost on repeat at home, sure, wouldn't your house be like a spa? It's from a whole album, though, of the most beautiful music composed and performed by Emily Magner Hurley on piano. And that particular album is called Airs and Graces. Now, Speaking of airs and melodies, this comes from an album called Melody Bright and the Favourite Sparrow and is the beautiful Call Me Down from Ger Wolf.
met you in the furrow that I plowed for you And the ocean will not separate my love from you And the garden will bear every tree I bore for you I bore for you I love that song. I've loved that song for years. I love it whenever we've had the chance to be at John Spillane's concert in the Everyman Before Christmas and he has Jar Wolf as one of the surprise guests. And, you know, they could sing that song every single year. And I wouldn't think it was anything less. I think the ticket price would be worth it to hear John Spillane singing harmony on that. It's just, just beautiful. I love that one. Um, Here's two more surprise guests just turning up out of the blue, I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) This is Johnny Fang and Chris Ahern with the title track from the album Apollonia. Longing to break free 
Oh, another great favourite here on the Arts House on Sunday morning. You're listening to Cork's 96FM and C103 Music there from Johnny Fang and Chris Ahern. We'll be back with news next. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Make the perfect chip at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store. <laughs> Thanks a million, Zita. That's Zita Philpott in the newsroom. Now then, Conor Tallon's been taking a look at what's making the headlines on the front of the Sunday papers today. Well, I'm just going to start with the Sunday Times and the main story there is expert panel to report on COVID lessons. And um, there's a main, there's a photograph on the main page as well under the headline Night Fever. And it's just a trio of revelers out clinking glasses on the Saturday night. So that's the main story. Is there another story on the main page of the Sunday Times is dead man taken to Carla Post Office, quote, had just died. So that means it's up to interpretation or investigation as the case may be. And it's funny, that's literally mirrored on the front page of the Irish Mail on Sunday. Pair claimed dead man was, quote, alive on way to shop. And then we also have a picture, another trio of revellers under the headline Saturday Night Fever on the front page of the Irish Mail on Sunday. So very similar pages there. The Irish Sun on Sunday also follows the post office story under the headline Horror of Post Office, Drug Pair Behind Corpse Scam is the main story on the front page of the Irish Sun on Sunday. The Sunday Independent leads with A Nation Celebrates but COVID, quote, anxiety remains. A quarter of us still nervous is the headline underneath that. Brendan O'Connor writes a column where he asks the question, um, what do we do now? Can we have a bonfire of puffer jackets? Can we dispense of Luke and Sam and Christine and Cleana? Can we cut the cord to Netflix? Delete Deliveroo? Stop the sourdough? Can we ban the Taoiseach from ever walking down those steps again in case it triggers our trauma? That's Brendan O'Connor on the front page of the Sunday Independent. And inside, the stories continue. Many are still nervous after shock of freedom, says expert, and hospitality trade will, quote, take off like a rocket, but prices rise, uh, price rises Sorry, on the way. Business Post... Because everyone's dying to go. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I think price we've and a, demand, supply and demand, that's all that is. Yeah. And from what I read in the papers recently, there is a huge amount, like oh, something like 138 billion in savings in Irish bank accounts are just waiting to be spent like you know 20% of which is just going to be disposable above what we need the money for like, really you know. yeah. really so who could, aren't those people I'd like to know <laughs> who they are <laughs> just uh, please oh. send in your name on the back of a 20 euro <laughs> note and uh, we'll, we'll announce them the winner at the end of the show anyway the Sunday Business Post uh, tells us that the great reopening there was just so much relief and to be honest it was a bit surreal it's been a long two years Years. And if you go inside, as you spotted earlier on, Elmery, um the magazine, one of the magazine, magazine sections of The Independent, I think it's page 124, and a great story from Cork called School Teacher to Stuntman. Over 25 years ago, Peter Dillon took a year off from teaching geography at Blackrock College to spend time travelling, scuba diving and honing his martial arts skills. 
He never returned to his job. Instead, he caught a break working on The Lord of the Rings and is now an in-demand stunt performer. And there's a picture of Peter Dillon at his home near Skull in West Cork. He's worked in many films, including Avatar and The Hobbit trilogy, while his TV work includes Vikings and Love, Hate. Didn't he take a bit of a risk giving up the teaching? (laughs) Wouldn't you think now the teaching would have been a grand, safe job for him? Fair play. And not only that, he also, of course, trains stunt actors and uh, a man as well. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic. And it looks like a man you wouldn't want to mess with, even though he's got a lovely face. <laughs> he knows how to hold a weapon. <laughs> That's not the only story uh, from Cork in the Arts in the papers today. That's right. Uh, Neve O'Sullivan uh, got a good review from Emer O'Kelly. In good a review, a raving review in a in a, a, a review where Emer was chatting, of course, about the latest production from Irish National Opera, and uh, they were performing in Cork during the week. We didn't get a chance to go and see it, but I saw some great responses to it online. And of all the cast members and the plot line that Emer O'Kelly uh, goes on with. She gives Neva Sullivan just the most fantastic nod for her performance in this. Yeah, she's described as raw talent. So there you are. She obviously hit the nerve there. Eamon O'Kelly giving a very, very good review there. Delighted for Neve. Yeah. That's the theatre section there on page 85 of the Sunday Independent. So a little bit of the arts and a lot of good news and a little bit of caution happening here on the Sunday Papers this morning. Yeah, what are you going to do with all your free time? All the time we can do. My goodness. Uh, well, over to Hank Waddell. Just tell us about the time we share. Well, it's great to see you, because we heard you were dead. You came back to life, you got out of your bed. It's great to see you, or is that your ghost? We heard you left us, burnt toast. It's great to see you. And a whisper, nothing. Sing softly on your ear Try not to cut short the evening that's here And shallow as it might be, the moment is clear I couldn't want anything more It's all about the time we share It's all about the time
I love that one. I love that song. I love the sentiment. I love the words. And I just think right now, when we meet people and say, finally, we can hook up with more people at long last and say, it's great to see you. It's great to see you. So go and celebrate the time we can share. Back with Work of the Week after this. Quartz 96 FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Make the perfect chip at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store. Work of the Week has returned this week after a break over the Christmas and the New Year. Something that's very, very colourful indeed. And it just makes you smile to look at it and helps you escape the everyday and the banal. Or anything that's grey anyway in this case. So I spoke to assistant curator Michael Waldron from the Crawford about this week's very colourful Work of the Week. Mike, I guess the Crawford Art Gallery is a very colourful place to be at the moment because you have a very colourful photographic exhibition. Another one opening, we might give that a shout at the end because that's what you were at yesterday when I rang you. You were a busy man. But what we're looking at this week in the work of the week is also very colourful. And do you know what? It's something I always wanted to do was just run away and join the circus. And in a way... We can. <laughs> well, I think we should join each other in the circus. Yeah. You know, there seems to be a good mood in the air suddenly. Yeah. And yeah, you know, this painting is just joyful. <laughs> and it is. It's the circus. Yeah. So we are under the big top. We are in a crowd and we are all watching what's going on in the ring up high, looking down on, on everything. It's been back in a marquee. Who is the painter of the circus. Our artist is Finola Lane. Mm. She was, to my knowledge, a Limerick-born artist who lived in Listowel, County Kerry. This is very typical of her style because sometimes people might call her her style kind of outsider art because it's not academic. It's not about being exact and, you know, true to life. There is something very natural and pure about the way she approaches her her subject. There's something almost innocent and naive and childlike about it as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. And it's it's not about, you know, it's not about having a perfect Mm. photorealistic image. It's all about feeling. And so there's no account for scale here. So (laughs) the people in the ring are larger than life and the crowd is quite small. (laughs) Even though there's a big crowd, everyone is quite tiny. And the band is big. You know, there's a brass band in the background too. (laughs) And they're big. And, you know, because they're, they're the main event. Yeah, they look like large puppets in a puppet theatre at the very back, like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a bit of punch and duty going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're all in their black pants and red tunics. Yes. You know, they're, they're playing their instruments. There's one word that just shouts out at me, and it's like, happy, happy, happy. That's what I'm looking at, something that's just happy. Like. <laughs> I'm kind of beaming just looking at it, mm. you know, <laughs> smile ear to ear, and it's wonderful because in the ring itself, which is a sort of a yellow-greenish colour, we have a man in tails, formally dressed, and yeah. he's obviously the ringmaster, yeah. and he's got a whip. <laughs> and, you know, he's the master of ceremonies, and all around him you have these three ponies, sort of mottled white ponies, and on top of them there are three figures 
sort of balancing. So they're kind of like doing death-defying feats on the backs of these ponies as they leap over hurdles. So I, rather them than me, I don't think I'd like to do it. <laughs> Maybe they're trapeze artists. <laughs> they're very well balanced on top of them. I'm looking at the ponies in particular and I'm looking at, everyone seems to be drawn side on, almost like... You know the cave art that was discovered thousands and thousands of years ago, early drawings of animals? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, the the, the horses or ponies are, are side-on, like you would expect from, yeah, from cave art. And also, I suppose, the people are side-on, so almost like hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics, <laughs> was, yeah, you read my mind. Yeah, yeah. totally, yes. <laughs> and yet it's wonderfully colourful and it's modern and it's fresh and it's from the 1970s. Yeah. Uh, you can feel the energy coming out of it and you can you can go right back to being a child and smelling candy floss and probably straw on the ground and, and all that jazz. So it, it's a joy. Now, if anybody goes online to crawfordartgallery.ie and looks at the work of the week and reads the article that you've written with this beautifully colourful painting, you'll discover that you can click on a link if you are feeling creative, to try out your own circus-themed activities. <laughs> yes, I suppose we, we got carried away with ourselves. <laughs> Nelly the Elephant packed her trunk and you know, said goodbye to the circus. We're saying hello to the circus here because we just thought, you know, there's a whole opportunity here. You know, if people still want to maybe do things at home, they can participate, particularly our younger audiences who just want to have a little fun and Great. play Great. and imagine and just be transported. Before you go, just tell me very quickly, what were you up to yesterday? Because you were literally up to your eyeballs in work yesterday, getting something out for this morning. <laughs> well, this is it. So with the busy time in the gallery, because, you know, we've had an exhibition changeover. At the end of next week, we have a photographic exhibition called Saturation Opening. Yep. But this weekend, our exhibition called Odysseys has opened. And that celebrates the 100th anniversary of James Joyce's Ulysses, oh. that wonderful novel that charts a day's progress across Dublin. Mm-hmm. But we're giving it a cork slant because, oh. of course, James Joyce's father was from the South Parish and it said that James Joyce himself had a lilting cork accent. We are exploring the cork dimension of James Joyce, his family, exploring the idea of journeys more generally. Odysseys open to the 3rd of April. Okay, that's excellent, because I do remember from the opening of Portrait of an Artist as a young man that he described the Mardike and the cricket club and the tick-tock, the noise of the bat and the ball and all of that. So he, he's been painting pictures himself from Cork for, for many years. <laughs> You're spot on. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to catch Circus by Finola Lean, it's part of Menagerie, which is Animals by Artists, and it's upstairs on the first floor until the 6th of March as well. So there's plenty to keep people occupied and interested in the Crawford Art Gallery. Listen, Mike, thanks again for your colourful eye this week. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a million, Connor. That sounds great. So much happening and well worth calling in. Now, Anne-Marie, at the beginning of the month, you put a shout out to anyone, to singers, songwriters in Cork who had any material they'd like featured on the programme. And of course, the word began to spread. In such a way, a me- message actually came to me from, hi, John Neville here. I got a few calls about the new radio show for songwriters. Okay, And uh, as you say, he released his first album just over four years ago. At the age of 60, he retired to become a singer-songwriter in 
full time. So um, his first single was released last June and his second album was in March. And I think this is uh, Dance With The Wind, which we'll be playing a track from. John also tells me that he was at the very first Cork Folk Festival. He describes himself as a bit long in the tooth, like, but John, you're an extraordinary songwriter. Um, why did he wait so long? When you hear why, this, guys, yeah. you'll say, what in the name of God did he do waiting so long before becoming a professional musician? Anyway, let the songs speak for themselves. This is a track from his album, Dance with the Wind, and it's called Bright New Day. Something that you said Heard voices in your head Is it coming from the past? Were the rules too hard and fast? Lost without a trace Somewhere to be found Let me hear a joyous Happy sound You have cried enough now It's time to make your way Head on out into A bright new day Bright new day Emasculated frown It wants to So selfish and so blind Go let it all behind Spread your wings and fly Set your spirit free When you take to the sky Somewhere to be found Let me hear a joyous Happy sound You have cried enough now It's time to make your way Head on out into A bright new day Bright there of John Neville from his album Dance with the Wind. That track is called Bright New Day and I tell you, each track from that album is better than the last. I'm really delighted that he sent his music in and thrilled to be adding it to the regular playlist here on a Sunday morning. It isn't of course a new show for Cork Singer Songwriters but what we said was with everything locked down and all the gigs pulled we would do our very best to play even more and in fact 
100% only music from Cork singer-songwriters and composers over the course of the month of January. And then, of course, the Tisha came out and went, now you're grand, you can all start your gigs again. <laughs> but we, we will maintain our promise. We absolutely will maintain our promise. And in that light, actually, here's a musician who didn't retire early to become. He's been playing and touring and collaborating with so many others as oh, a musician yeah. for many, many years. Ian Date. I'm just looking forward to the day I can go down to... The, the hotel, or the something, yeah. hotel on a Sunday at lunchtime and catch him live because that's the last time I saw him. What a gift. Well, this is a piece he composed for solo guitar. It's called The Winding Way. It's about the twists and turns life takes with the winding way that life is and the unexpected directions we've faced over the past year and a half, uh, during which Ian composed on a lot of solo uh, performance pieces and recording. And this is a great one. music there from Ian Date. That particular track is called Winding Way and I know I'll be getting more from Ian for the programme. In fact, to see there's one or two WhatsApps and text messages who are asking for people like John Spillane or Jack O'Rourke and uh, another one's mentioning actually um, Miles Gaffney. Haven't played Miles yet. Brian, thanks for that. But Jack O'Rourke and all the others that have been mentioned so far in the text and messages have all been played already over the course of the last month. I'm trying to spread the net as wide as we can and play as much music from other people as we possibly can who may not have always had the chance to get radio play you know so uh, we're trying to 
increase the playlist, I guess. Well, you might actually catch Jack O'Rourke live in Cypress Avenue next Saturday at 7 o'clock from what I can catch online. Check with them because when I went to buy the tickets, I saw that they were still at the older dates. So some things haven't been readjusted. Some concerts might be listed as starting earlier. So double check everything because, as I say, it's just changing now. Everything is kind of probably just reorganising itself into the the times we prefer. Well, basically, people can now have concerts at 8 and people can now have full capacity. So we'll be checking out those details and uh, confirming those with you, as well as bringing you loads more guests and music after 9. Corks 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Make the perfect chip at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. And you're welcome back to another hour celebrating Cork singers, songwriters, musicians and lots more. Now I know I was listening to PJ during the week and they were talking about foreign holidays and everyone is suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, can we book? Can we go abroad? What's happening? And you know what? Let's just capture that now with Finbar Wright. Close your eyes, wherever you are, unless you're driving. <laughs> unless you're driving, do not follow these instructions. Otherwise, imagine you're in Spain right now.
Well, I am just absolutely thrilled to be joined on the line by the two musicians behind that particular for- performance. Good morning to Teresa Foley and Anya O'Halloran, who together play as violini in Cork. How are you, girls? We're very well, uh, Elmerie. Thank you very much for inviting <laughs> us onto the art show. Delighted. Well, Thank you. I'm really delighted to talk to the two of you because you are two examples now of musicians who, I guess, have kept a lot of people going in lockdown by playing for nursing homes and travelling and that sort of thing and doing stuff online. But a lot of the business that you guys would do would be outdoor events, gig events, festivals and weddings, which, of course, would be prime examples of the kinds of musical experiences which have been curtailed in the last while. How did the two of you come together? Well, um, we... we set up Violini in 20, just at the very end of 2018, December 2018, and it's it was a result really of uh, where we were in our lives at the time. Um, you, every now and again you take a look at what you're doing and you think, okay, it might be time for something else now. And up to that point, um, myself anyway, I'd been doing an awful lot of teaching, focusing on that and playing um, with other orchestras and other ensembles, other quartets and um, doing a lot of other stuff and I wanted to do something else for the next 10 years or so and I said to myself I'd love to do a duo because I'm not much of a I don't like playing by myself as a soloist I prefer <laughs> the interaction so I said to myself who am I going to start this duo with so In uh, comes said, Teresa In <laughs> comes Teresa <laughs> because the, the focus was all on the fun aspect and doing something that was going to be a lot mm. of fun and everything so like Teresa was the obvious so person I'm, I'm the fun person here <laughs> 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 so we really were both kind of really, you know, doing this for enjoyment of it and pure joy of music. Yeah, so we actually, um, after we got started in December 2018, in around the end of January, we got asked to do a tasting um, menu in um, lovely Barnabrow in East Cork. So that really was our first gig. That's right. And we went down to that and we had <laughs> the best fun ever. Ever. We had tears in our eyes. We had great interaction with the with the customers, and they really enjoyed it. We thoroughly enjoyed it. And did you get much music that we have? Yeah. Do you get much music done tasting. in between all the tasting bits? <laughs> we, no, we, we yeah, actually loads we did. Of music. got loads of music done. Hours of it. So after that, we thought, oh, this is just great. This is really what we want to do and bring that energy into the music and so that it radiates into the audience. So what kind of places do you play now? Because, I mean, obviously you have resourced and sourced the most fantastic soundtracks to play with. It sounds like there's a fantastic band and orchestra with you and it's superb quality what you're playing together with. So where does that take you? What kind of places have you been setting up? Because you were obviously only newly on the road with about a year or a bit before things went uh, under. So where were you? Well, yeah, it, it kind of, especially from the Barn Bry and with social media and everything, now, Teresa does a great job on Instagram. Everything just kind of took off. It went a bit nuts on us very, very quickly. So we were spending morning, noon and night together getting um, the, the right music tracks and getting the harmonies and getting our music arranged, making sure we had a really, really good product, something we could, you know, feel confident with. So that took us just basically, well, weddings were an obvious thing that came flowing and we didn't really think we were going to be, you know, doing so many of the weddings but we also got before lockdown and we just started just before lockdown um, all the you know things we, we companies launching products or getting a new premises all that sort of a thing where you just play for 
corporate stuff that was all coming in or we just play for birthday parties just you know music is everywhere and we just do all those things it is because i've seen videos of you online playing um at outdoor festivals and of course weddings and things but naturally corporate events all of those sort of entertainment opportunities will be coming back now hopefully within the next number of months we'll see a, a greater return to that sort of thing again and i know like the two of you were talked in terms of you being great on social media teresa like where mm-hmm. i heard of you first and what brought my attention to you first was when I was sick with cancer first time round you sent me a bar of chocolate <laughs> That's did, yeah. and, you know yeah. and yeah. I have to say I still have the wrapper from that bar of chocolate <laughs> well, I'm glad you ate it was the chocolate so I did I loved it listen sure, when you're having chemo and all that sort of thing and your taste is absolutely shot you need everything and anything to, to make life taste sweeter so I loved it it was such a thoughtful it's thing nice to do that person touched, yeah. so thank you both properly for that when I was sick but also um, what a great little like all of these little things are the kind of things that get you noticed or spread the word or spread the name and that sort of thing so people can find you on Instagram that's right we're Violini Cork on Instagram so it's basically violin with an I in the end so Violini Violini Cork on Instagram and people can Mm -hmm. find there and if they look you up on Insta or Facebook or wherever you're on your social platforms they'll see all of those videos and everything like that from you as well Absolutely The website is yeah the website's also sorry uh, ie, and it's got all the playlists and um, up to about maybe 40 soundtracks on it and stuff like that so it's a good place to visit yeah, and everything from all of the classical things that people want to, to hear from two violinists, as yes. well as loads of popular and uh, and beautiful, beautiful music. And yes. a bit of ABBA. Sure, why not? Oh, listen, ABBA always goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it gets people dancing. Well, here we go. A bit of ABBA now. Listen, I'm so delighted to have talked to the two of you, Anya O'Halloran and Teresa Foley, together as Violini Cork. Here's a wee bit of ABBA uh, and wishing you all the best of luck and to you Thanks and all the musicians. So much, Thank to you be. so much, Elmarie. Yeah, Thank hopefully you. Have a lovely day. Yeah, better you too. Ahead. Hopefully, right. as they say, better times ahead and being booked for more and more gigs and corporate stuff and weddings. Here we go.
The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. Make the perfect chip at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store. And you're very welcome back to the programme. Now then, Connor. Now, during the week, I gave Tom McCarthy a quick text to see was he interested in talking about a series of journals that he's put together since 1974 to 2014. Gallery Press brought it out over Christmas and John Breen from Waterstones had been in touch with me over text saying that he was absolutely loving it. So Tom said, sure, we'll have a chat. Would you like a copy of the book? And I said, no, can we get this out for Sunday? So um, I said, I read a few reviews and you tell me what it's about. So this is the chat we had about his life between 1974 and 2014. Tom, it seems like we've lived parallel lives for the last 40 years. Like most people in Cork, passing each other on the street or in the <laughs> library when you were there. Kind of a, a nodding relationship. It's good to actually talk to you and sit down. Pity we can't just be sitting next to each other or over a drink somewhere. I know. Those days will come soon now. They will soon enough. But this is the second yeah. best thing anyway. And you know what? We have another mutual, I suppose, friend and colleague to thank for this. John Breen from Waterstones, who basically texted me about a week ago and said he was absolutely loving. He was literally dug into your book, Poetry, Memory and the Party. And it's your journals. Now, I have to put my hands up and say I have not been able to read it because we just couldn't get the book to me in time. But what I have is I'm armed with a lot of praise, particularly from the Irish Times and also from John Breen for the book. It was released by Gallery Press before Christmas and I recommend that people should grab it because it really does tell a lot of stories at a lot of different levels for a lot of people not just Cork, but around the world, the world of literature. And you have lived many different lives, but it all began way back in the mid-70s when you were a young student in UCC. Yeah, even the early 70s, kind of the the years 1973, 74, the years just after the arms trial and within a few months of the, the famous oil crisis that kind of changed the entire course of the Western economies, you know, including Ireland, you know. And so the kind of tension of those years is in the early diaries. And then they just go on through. I mean, at this stage, I've left, I would have left UCC. But, you know, it's amazing how college campuses have a very long tail. They leave a kind of vapor trail behind them. And and the people who are around each other at college stay as kind of constant companions of each other. And that's the way the diaries kind of are for years after then I go to America and then I I come back and I get involved in the Cork 2005 Capital of Culture project. And so all those things are sort of there in it, you know. Now, when you were in college, you, you described John Montague as kind of stranded there on his own. What did you see? I always got the feeling that John felt marooned somehow, marooned. even yeah. though he had, a, I think he had a beautiful life in Cork, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And people were so supportive of him and thought highly of him and, and treated him with incredible deference, actually. I think there was a bigger scene elsewhere that he kind of had this feeling he should really be part of. Yeah. It was the years of the huge Ulster kind of movement in poetry, Belfast was where it was all happening. And if it wasn't happening in Belfast, it was happening wherever all those Belfast poets were, whether it was at the Cambridge Festival or over at Harvard or at NYU, wherever the Belfast poets were was where the action was. And I felt John possibly felt that he should really have been more a part of that yeah. group, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
you know, we learned a lot and we got a lot of sort of gossip and the atmosphere, the excitement of sort of the movement in Ulster poetry we got from John, you know, and that was a lovely thing he had. Okay, I'm just dipping in and out. Another thing that you have a great passion for, you were involved in, in a garden, in a big house on the weekends in West Waterford. That's where you went. During the week it was UCC, but at the weekends it was growth. That's where I wrote a lot of the diaries, actually, in, yeah. in, in when I was on my own, basically, because Brigadier Dennis Fitzgerald, who owned Glenchland House and Gardens, he was actually still in London. He had bought the place a few years previously. Yeah. But I was basically replanting the garden and, and, and minding the garden and also sort of getting the house together because he was only moving his home from Ebury Street in London to Glenchland House, getting ready for retirement. And sort of I was doing a lot of sort of work in, in the house as well as in the garden actually for him. How did you reconcile your background with the, the majesty of what was surrounding you there on the weekends? <laughs> <laughs> I was really quite accepting of it. Good. Because in the Anglo-Irish world that I was getting to know, in a way, through Brigadier Dennis Fitzgerald, people like Molly Keane and that, yeah. I had some fantastic connection with them, which was gardening. I mean, I knew about flowers, I knew about planting, I knew about propagation, I knew about seasons, I knew about bulbs, I knew about trees, I knew about grafting. Flowers are a fantastic, and gardening is a fantastic sort of community in itself, you know. And it doesn't really matter whether people are just poor children like myself, son of a, a country postman, or whether you're, you're, you know, you've come from Eton. Like, gardening is a great leveller, you know. Yes. People yeah. are always, all together, when they're kneeling down on a, 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 a piece of cardboard trying to prevent their, their knees from getting wet and they're trying to plant some difficult tree or, or, yeah. or transplant a, a small tree or something. It's a great sort of conversation place, you know? Yeah. And it's something like the conversation place that is literature and that is writing. Writing also is quite similar to that in that it doesn't really matter what your background is, really. Trying to learn to write well gives you a fantastic common bond with people, you know. I suppose there's a certain amount of grafting involved in both, yes? <laughs> exactly. You're dead right there, yeah. Listen, as life moved on and you moved on and you moved around the world, you started to wear many different hats. And as you say, most recently 2005, the capital of culture and all of that, and working in the library where everybody would know you, and then afterwards retiring. And that's the breadth of the journals. We have a problem, of course, this morning. Talking about 40 years in five minutes is impossible. So what I suggest to people is just go and get the book for themselves, yeah. Poetry, Memory and the Party. So I'll just leave you with a last question. That's the third part of the title is the one that intrigues me. The Party is the Fianna Fáil Party, which uh, I was involved with when I was a child. In fact, I've just finished reading the Murphy biography of, of Charles Hawhey. I mean, it's a continuous interest with me, you know, the sort of interior life of the party and of that party in particular. A certain amount of it is deleted from the diaries, especially the post-arms trial years, but the party comes and goes through the diaries as well. Okay. Rumours from rumours from political battles, successes and failures. Yes. So you've watched their growth and rebirth and regrowth and all exactly. the seasons of the party yeah. over decades. Yeah. Yes, almost yeah, like a Yeah, and, and the processes of near-death experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 
Speaking yeah. of parties, I'm also told that you got as far as China, the Chinese Communist Party. Well, of course, there is that, that great connection between Cork and Shanghai, which yeah. I hope won't be kind of allowed to, to drift apart, you know, mm-hmm. which predates the European Capital of Culture years of 2005. And in fact, predates a lot of sort of the Chinese rise in, 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 in recent years. The deputy head of the party in, in Shanghai said to me Cork was one of the first places to respond to a request for connections that came from the city officials in Shanghai. So Excellent. even in Shanghai, like Cork City itself is, is still considered a, a pioneering place which gave it a connection to the West. And so that is still that's still there and I hope it, it won't be, you know, allowed to, to loosen too much. Tom, you've been a great ambassador for Cork over the years, but most of all through your acute observations of just life as it moves on over the decades. And for people to find out for themselves, where can they go and get themselves a copy of your journals from 1974 to 2014? Well, I've definitely seen it in, in Waterstone. There's a lovely display of the book in Waterstone. Excellent. And there's a lovely, there was a lovely display of the book as well in the new Dubray bookshop in, in Patrick Street. So okay. I'm well represented in Patrick Street Park anyway. <laughs> okay. Tom, this conversation was just far too short. My apologies. Well done. A life well lived. Continue to live it. Okay. Thanks very much. Now, despite what Tom said about, say, Montague thinking that maybe he was a bit stranded in Cork, a huge poetry movement grew out of Cork in the 1970s and 80s. And in fact, the review of his diary was done by Cleena Ní Riordan and we actually spoke to her a couple of years ago when she brought out a book called the English language poets of UCC in the oh, 70s yeah, that was and just 80s. During lockdown. During yeah. lockdown, actually. It was even more recent than my memory would tell me. And that's where the likes of Greg Delante, Jerry Murphy, and Theo Dorgan, that's where they all started. We knew them in college as the Blackpool poets, like, you know. But that's where a massive literary movement began down south. And I would counter the argument that there was a big, big movement up in the north with Heaney and all that. I think there was an equally strong one down south as well. I think Cleanest uh, Book made that argument. Absolutely. Yeah, Tom McCarthy was yeah. part of it and he's proven it all together. So if you want to get your hands on the book, as they say, the bookshops in Patrick Street have it. But also you can go to gallerypress.com and just go to books at gallerypress.com. Send them an email and they'll no doubt get in touch with you and let you know how you can get your own copy for yourself. It's Poetry, Memory and the Party. That's Tom McCarthy's journals from 1974 to 2014. I'm going to pick it up during the week. Now then, speaking of people who read on, it's been a while since we had Claire O'Mahony on the show to chat about live shows that she's been singing in. I think the last one was a show based around the songs of Joni Mitchell maybe around three years ago when The Everyman, and that was such an enormous success. So here's hoping she's got plans for more now that things are reopening in a wider way. So in the meantime, here she is with a track called Not Looking for Miracles. Now this also features Mick Flannery on piano. It was recorded for her second album, Make Your Move. Also a few years back now. So who you're hoping we've more on the way from Claire O'Mahony. I love this one. I'm not waiting for the earth to 
for someone else to be where you are. I'm not hoping for fairy tales. I wasted time on that before. And through away the gift you gave, 'cause I always wanted more. Careful of promises now, 'cause it's hard to keep them. I find. It's made up in your mind. I'm not waiting for sparks to fly. Potatoes make the perfect chip at home with their chipping potatoes. Once you taste them, you'll be back for more. Now in store, and you're welcome back to the program. You're listening to the Arts House on Corks 96 FM and C103, and uh, we are celebrating, of course, singers, songwriters, and musicians from Cork. And have you been fascinated with photos of stunning? 
murmurations recently. There's so many of them online. It's fantastic. Did you know there was a major murmuration which turned into a total battle in the skies over Cork about 400 years ago? I'd never heard of it. But in a few minutes, we're going to hear an original song by Cork songwriter and singer Kieran Ruby of The Diviners, which is centred on the tale of what happened. But before, though, as they say, for something completely different, some solo cello from Ilza Desire. Now, Ilza is well known to concert goers who have seen her play not just in many orchestras in Cork, but groups and collaborations from pop to jazz. And she's also going to tell us a little bit about the whole Starlings adventure in a minute. But first of all, here she is with a solo cello piece called The Wayfaring Stranger. Now that is just a sample of the beautiful, stunning solo cello work that Ilza Desire has been doing online and some really, really beautiful, beautiful pieces. Uh, but to talk more a little bit about the Starlings and that adventure that she's having with the Diviners, I gave her a buzz the other day. Ilza, it's been a few months since we chatted, but that particular piece that we were just listening to there now, solo cello, it's so, so beautiful. Tell me a little bit about this track. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Henri. The Wayfaring Stranger. Well, it's a, an old American folk song 
And it was used in, I heard it like not so long ago when I was watching 1917 and it was in Cold Mountain, like a few movies it's been used. Mm -hmm. And in the last 18 months, I've really been focusing my attention on composing and arranging for solo cello. And this was one of those pieces that I could arrange and put it onto YouTube and then I sell the sheet music in my store and then I can teach it to, I have a cello club as well. So it's, it all feeds into what I've been developing over the whole lockdown and the last year and a half to get my self work basically, you know, and this piece, it's just, it's so warm and beautiful and I've never heard a cello play it. It's usually sung by a deep male voice often and um, it just really sung out to me. So I made that one for cello. You mentioned there are things that you've been doing online, as so many musicians have been doing in the last couple of years. And I know like you would have been also doing huge things with uh, things like Middleton Arts Festival and that sort of thing. But as a solo practitioner, as a musician in your own right, all of those little strands quite possibly wouldn't have come to the same level of fruition had it not been for the lack of gigs and that that kind of work. But then, on the other hand, besides all the solo work, the solo cello, the cello club, the Patreon, the selling the music and everything, you also have these other collaborations which are really exciting. And one of the things I like about listening to your music is that the collaborations you do were always different. Tell me about the Diviners. Yeah. So uh, the Diviners, which were Kieran Ruby and Owen Jordan, asked me last year if I'd join them. And we got together and met and had a play together. And then Kieran Ruby went away and composed a piece, which is the one that you'll be playing next, The Battle of the Starlings, with the cello in mind. And this is a really interesting story, actually. The Battle of the Starlings was an event that happened in Cork City in 1621. And it was like these huge warring factions of starlings that came and descended on the streets of Cork. And for three days and nights, they battled it out. And apparently the skies were black with the birds and the streets were covered in birds locked together in fight and dead birds everywhere. It was just a crazy, crazy event. And in Cork, they thought it was, a, you know, a pretentious event. It was like pretending something that was going to happen, which was bad. And in fact, Cork did burn down the very next year. So Kieran wrote a story which is about a couple who were wed on that during that time and the story of what happened to them. So it's with the backdrop of the Battle of the Starlings. I had never heard of this. I had never heard of this. But as soon as I heard the song, I went Googling. There's loads online about the Starlings in the skies of Cork in 1621. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, no, I've never heard of it before he came along with this song. It's like, wow, that's so fascinating. There is a lot online and but it's not very well known in Cork, <laughs> apparently. Isn't that gas? You know, yeah. our own history all the time. So Kieran mm. has done this. Uh, the Diviners is the group. He's singing and playing, obviously, but uh, we also have Owen Jordan on Bowron and Bazuki in this. And uh, Ilza, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Elmarie.
12th of October 1621 They wed on a hill by the lee She danced when he sang Sweet tide waters ran Full of promise for them to the sea He kissed her and told her This day I will hold to my breast For the rest of our lives Leaves go on the trees in the late autumn breeze I am proud now to call you my wife From the sun rising high In a deep eastern sky Comes a shadow more sudden than night Lock your doors, bar the windows The townspeople cry Sky demons are marching to fight Then the dark wind they heard Was the wings of the birds When over Cork City they rose A black storm of sea surging over the lee A strangeness on all of our homes Hold me close, darling I dream of Through a gathering wind down a path To the streets far below The flowers she wove He had picked from a grove Curled and died in a coldness of snow A sorrow of war has darkened our door There are shadows behind you and me Cork City skies, the deafening cries A storm breaks when two armies meet Ten thousand fall dead on the day they are wed And the sun sets blood red on the streets For two days and more there rages a war And townspeople say it's a sign Though that cock will be struck with a run of ill luck If we don't mend our ways in good time On an outgoing tide where the river gives back to the sea He searched for his bride in the wilds far and wide From their home on the banks of the Lee For so long doomed to roam in some song by new walls, old quaysides unfree. The lost and the found, broken street lights a sound. There are shadows behind you and me. There are shadows behind you and me.
That is fantastic. That is a track from The Diviners. A brand new, major, major ballad telling a story I'd never heard of. But I'm telling you, if you go online and you look up the Starlings in Cork in the 1600s, there's loads online all about it. Okay, then, I just also want to tell you that a fantastic post that I saw from David Syme to say, Emerald on Ivory, which is a big, beautiful five-piece band celebrating and reimagining in a creative way the Irish songbook. Um, They are having a concert in David's house on February 13th. I am so, so pleased this is a return to live performances in his home. So that is truly, truly exciting and you'd want to get booking that now. You can look that up on simepiano.com but you can also find Emerald on Ivory on Facebook. Now, Roundy Head is a project that Roy Lecan and Conor O'Shea, the lounge man, were working on during the pandemic featuring different vocalists and styles but um, Conor was telling me jazz seems to be their thing. They were in a band together many, many years ago, but they've come together to do some really fantastic original music. We're going to play one which is currently in mastering stage, but they've given me permission to play it. It's called To Be In Love. It's written by Connor and Roy together, and uh, really I'm delighted to feature this on the show. I've got blue skies and butterflies I never ever want to lose this high Oh, heavens above Sun is shining on the side of my street. I'm skipping along to the sound of my heartbeat. This is what it's like to be in love. Ice cream and jelly beans. I'm even happy just to dig that scene. Oh, heavens above. Grab it, lock it. I've put it in my pocket This is what it's like To be in love Love. 
for yeah, for the longest time I've been wanting to get Conor O'Shea, aka the lounge man, into studio. And I know he is in such demand all over the city and the county, performing at functions and concerts and that sort of thing. And it is seriously a dream of mine to have him live in studio to sing. So now we're going to have to have himself and Roy in because if this particular project, Roundy Head, is uh, going to gather steam, well then I'd love to have them live in studio when we're allowed of all of that again. Now, Connor. every year up the road from here, up in Henchy's Bar, St. Luke's, the walls would absolutely be just dripping with paintings. Oh, literally wall to wall. There would not be enough wall space because there'd be an annual exhibition in aid of Anita's Orphanage in Cambodia. And eventually, I think they raised the money that they needed for the orphanage. And that was a project by Martin McHenry put to bed. And I used to look forward to the lovely, soft, lilting voice, the anthem accent of Martin every year as he'd quietly just tell us the news about who was donating their paintings for Anita's orphanage that year and who'd be on the walls and there'd be just hundreds of people turning up. Martin passed away a couple of days ago and he's reposing in Kyohan's funeral home this afternoon in Mayfield between four and six and his uh, funeral will be at half past eleven uh, tomorrow. So uh, may he rest in peace. I have very, very fond memories of him. And what you consider for what he did for so many fantastic causes through the use of art. Uh, just tremendous. Okay, that's it from us until the next show. We're going to have to save all the rest of the Cork artists until then for myself and Connor and everybody in Cork. Happy Sunday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.